As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? As deep calls to deep, in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. God, we're reminded of the psalm where Saul represents our life, nefesh, our whole being. Lord, we are thirsty for you. We are hungry for you. My life, my being thirsts for you, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? You are here with us right now. Even though we are in our own individual homes, especially during this pandemic, Lord, you are with us. You are here with us in our midst. You are here at this moment. Let us never forget that you are never far, but Lord, you are near. You are close to the brokenhearted. Lord, you are here near to us. So God, be with our members at this time. Open their ears and their hearts to receive your word. We cast aside every distraction at this time. And God, as you transition to your message, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. For all glory goes to you. Glory to your name. All glory to your name, O Lord. If your presence is not here with us, God, everything is in vain, O Lord. So God, we invite your presence. We ask for your presence to be in our midst at this time. For you are always here with us. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, in my prayer. And God's people pray. Amen and amen. Hello, everyone. Uh, happy Sunday. Uh, we're here in part seven of our Philippians series. And the title today is called uh, Imitate Me. Uh, let's just take a moment right now uh, to greet our our digital friends. Last week, I heard that Arlene texted Antonia. Uh, let's just take a moment to go ahead and uh, message someone different today and say hello and say happy Sunday. Let's do that now. Now, with Philippians series, we're in part seven. And again, the title is called Imitate Me. The title is called Imitate Me from Paul. It's saying imitate my life. It's saying follow my example. And as a Christian and as an individual, can we truly make this claim with confidence? Can I? Ask yourself this question. Can I make this claim with confidence as Paul says here, imitate me? And the main passage today is found in Philippians chapter 3, verse 15 to 21. And then the title says, following Paul's example. Again, this is a letter from Paul to the church of Philippi. And it says here, starting from verse 15, it says this, All of us, then who are mature, should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example. Turn to your neighbor and say, following, following. my example. Brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do, 
For as I've often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Amen. Three points again, starting with point number one is this. Live as you have already attained. Turn to your neighbor and say, live as you have already attained. This is not fake it till you make it kind of mentality. This is not fake it till you make it approach. Pretending, pretend like you have made it. I remember in elementary, I was forced to take an instrument. The instrument that I learned was the orchestra bass. And you could only imagine how seriously I, must, I would have taken that, that, uh, that instrument, the lessons. And I remember during concerts, and I kid you not, I would be up there and I would be pretending to be playing and I was literally faking it till I was making it. And I did not know how to play the instrument. And my friend who was next to me, he was really good. He was really into it and he pretty much did the whole thing for me. This is not fake it till you make it approach. Pretending like we have made it. When I say live as you have already attained, I am saying this. I am saying know that you have already received Everything you need in order to live this life successfully. And what is the thing that you have received, that you have already received? The answer here is Jesus Christ. When Paul says here in verse 16, only let us live up to what we have already attained. He's saying, know that you have already received everything you need in order to live this life successfully. And the answer is Jesus Christ. Live confidently as you have already received. Live as you already have the truth. Live in the promise that you have already received truth. Live in sureness, not doubt. For that represents maturity. When we have sureness in God, that we have already received truth in Jesus Christ. Paul is saying, see it. Paul is saying, know it. Paul is saying, perceive it and pursue after it. Have faith that you already have attained it. Live as you have already attained. Again, going over verse 15 to 16, but focusing mainly on verse 16. Verse 15 says, All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. So many times you make excuses, saying, I am not mature enough. I am not educated enough. I will go to missions only when I am mature enough. I will evangelize when I feel like I have more knowledge of the scripture, of the Bible more. I will, dot, 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 only when I feel like I am ready. And the answer to that is no. The response to that is no. The truth is that you have already received so much. The truth is, it's it's right in front of you, that you are blessed. That you are more blessed than you already know. For you have already attained it. There's a quote uh, that I wrote in my note years ago, and it's up on my Facebook. 
the title is called You Are Blessed. And it says, if you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you're more blessed than the millions who won't survive the week. If you have never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are ahead of 20 million people around the world. If you attend a church meeting without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you are more blessed than over 3 billion people in the world. If you have food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than the top 8% of the world's wealthy. If you, have, if you hold up your head with a smile on your face and are truly thankful, you are blessed because the majority can, but most do not. If you can hold someone's hand, hug them, or even touch them on the shoulder, you are blessed because you can offer God's healing touch. If you can read this message, you are more blessed than over 2 billion people in the world that cannot read anything at all. You are so blessed in ways you may never even know. Even if you do not fall in this category, know that you have already received everything in Christ. Everything you need to live this life successfully. And what did you receive? You received Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul is saying here. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. That's Jesus Christ. And in Jesus Christ, what do we have? We have all the eternal blessings. Hope. Life. Joy. Peace. Courage. Confidence. Security. Strength. Restoration. Life. New life. Purpose. And we have a home in him. Stop looking backwards. Look forward, looking to what you already have. Stop looking at what you do not have. It's like looking at a cup that's half empty. Looking at a half cup as half empty. But no, we need to look at it as it's half full. Because it's a process. It's being filled. Start comparing to the person next to you. Start comparing to the people around your age, what they're doing. You are you, and you are on your own path with God. You already have everything. Remember what you have in Christ. Life, peace, comfort, courage, confidence, security, strength, restoration, purpose, and a new life and home in Christ. That's why Paul says, only let us live to what we have already Attain. Stop making excuses. Stop saying you're not good enough. Stop saying when I'm ready, when I, when, I, when I get ready, when I have more knowledge in the scripture, you're already ready. You are a leader now. You must lead your life well. And God is calling you today. Remember from scripture from last week, we talked about it. In verse 12 to 14, what does Paul say? It says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. But what does he say? I press on. I press on. I press forward to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He already took it for you. He already did it for you. He already accomplished it on the cross. In verse 13 says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. What does he say? Remember? No, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. 
If you're going to remember, remember his grace. Remember how he has saved you. Forget the past. It's about moving forward. In verse 14, he says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Verse 12 to 14. Let us remember that we have already attained it. Live as you have already attained, that you have already received everything. Turn to your neighbor again and say, live as you have already attained. Amen. Let's go to point number two. Point number two says this. Live as you are worthy of being followed. Turn to your neighbor and say, live as you are worthy of being followed. Live as you are worthy of being followed. Let's take a look at verse 17. Verse 17 says this. Join together in following my example. Brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. And the question is, and there's a question that I want to ask you, are you worthy for me to follow you? Is your life worthy of being followed? Are you a leader worth following? Are you a man worth submitting to? Or are you a woman worth dying for? The older individuals, we must be a good role model for younger Christians to follow. And for the younger Christians, for the young men and women, we need to be humble and follow well. Follow the right leader. Follow the right individual. Respect your elders and know that you do not know everything and that is okay. For that comes with age. Some people are more mature in their young age, but still age plays a big part because it it plays with experiences and the things that we have seen. And as younger individuals, we must be humble and follow the right individual. In order for us to become wiser, you need to be with those who are older and wiser in Christ. Paul here is reminding the community of Philippi, the church of Philippi, to live lives worthy to be followed in Christ's likeness. Join together. What does he say? What does he say in verse 17? Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Paul here is reminding again, to live lives worthy, to be followed in Christ's likeness. And the question is, how? How? Paul is saying, by following me, following my examples. Why? Because Paul could not tell them to go ahead and read the Bible, for they did not have the Bible yet. Instead, Paul urged the Philippi community to follow his examples to follow his example, to imitate him as, he, as Paul imitated Christ. As he imitated Christ, he was telling them, imitate me. And the question is, can we truly make this claim? Can we truly say that you are worthy of being followed? And I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I someone worthy of imitation? It's like making clones of myself, 
because I'm awesome. It's like the game, Metal Gear Solid. And let me ask you, and if a young Christian, if a young Christian were to follow your ways, what Christian would this young Christian become if they imitated your lifestyle? What Christian would they become? What kind of influence will you have on this young individual? And why was, so, why was this so important to Paul? Why? Because many, it says here, many lived as enemies of Jesus Christ. They lived as enemies. Because there are many enemies who live against Jesus Christ. We need to stay sharp. You need to be good role models. Live as you are worthy of being followed. It says in verse 18 to 19, For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. The many who live as enemies of the cross are not only the Judaizers that we talked about in, in, in verse 2. But Paul here is talking about fake Christians who claim to be real, but instead they were fakes acting to be selfless servants of Jesus Christ. When in re reality, they placed themselves above everyone else. They thought, thought somehow that they were better than the rest. That's what we see here in Philippians 2, verse 3 to 8. To do nothing. Just being reminded of Philippians chapter 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, whether he made himself nothing, by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Taking the approach of a servant leadership, humbling oneself. When you're in a position of power, not using your power to control individuals, but in order to serve and to teach them the right way, that with great power comes great responsibility. That we shouldn't take advantage of the individuals who are somehow weaker than us. When we have more knowledge, when we are older, when we have more experience, we use the power that's been given to us to help, to nourish, and to grow, not to tear down and to destroy. That's why it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 6, that no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. To take advantage of a brother or sister in our church for my own benefit, to put my own interest above their own, is a huge no in the kingdom of God. In God's eyes, it's absolutely no. It must not happen. Older male or female, taking advantage of a younger female or male. We hear about stories about even in the entertainment industry with actors and actresses, singers committing suicide, especially in Korea, 
because they're being taken advantage sexually. That how everything was exposed through the letters. Some of us, we have become too proud. We have become too great. That God is no longer in our foundation anymore. That God is not our foundation anymore. Therefore, we choose work over God. Even now, our minds, as we're listening, are set on earthly things. We are focused on earthly status with earthly things. When Sunday comes along, we pretend, we make excuses of being busy. Or throughout the week, we make excuses that reading scripture has become inconvenient for us, for our schedule. You must be a real Christian. We must be individuals who seek after God. Live as you are worthy of being followed. And when we get caught up in our earthly desires, we are doomed for destruction. The scripture tells us. You must seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And everything else will follow. Live as you are worthy of being followed. Join together and follow my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Leading to point number three, the last point. Point number three says, live as your heavenly status states. To paraphrase that, what I'm saying here is live in your heavenly status. For example, when you become a naturalized citizen, you take an oath of allegiance. And in this oath of allegiance, it says, I hereby declare on oath that I absolutely and entirely renounce and abjure our allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, state, or sovereignty, of whom or which I have heretofore been a subject or citizen that will support and defend the Constitution and laws of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that will bear true faith and allegiance to the same that will bear arms on, on behalf of the United States when required by the law, that I will perform non-combatant service in the armed forces of the United States when required by the law, that will perform work of national importance under civilian direction when required by the law, and that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, so help me God. Let's take a moment to look at our passport. Let us look at the certificate of our citizenship. Paul here reminds us in verse 20 to 21, but our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they'll be like his glorious body. He's reminding us that you were once orphans, born in a foreign nation, foreign country, that you are not part of God's family, but now you are part of God's heavenly status. Once we were lost out in the world, we were once lost out in the world, but now we are part of God's heavenly status. That our home is not here, that we are just mere wanderers and travelers, for our citizenship is in heaven with God. That's why it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, he says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but what fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his 
How so? How do you describe a citizen? How do you describe a citizen? How do you physically describe an American? We cannot explain it physically for all Americans look different. Color, shape, height. Citizenship is not an exterior label by saying, as a Christian, we wear a t-shirt that says, Jesus is my homeboy. Citizenship of heaven is within us. Is within us. That's why it says in Luke 17, verse 20 to 21, once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, for we belong to the kingdom of God. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. The citizenship that we have in heaven is within us. So remember to live as your heavenly status states. I'm closing with this. I have three sub points for us, going off of point number three. And the first sub point, letter A, is this that as citizens of heaven, count yourselves dead to sin, for you are now slaves to righteousness. That's why it says in Romans 6, in verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Verse 3 says, Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 4, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, that we too may live a new life. And in verse 11 it says, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'll say it again. Count yourselves dead to sin. Fast forward to verse 18. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I pray that we will become slaves to his righteousness. Now, as a Christian, we now pursue the holiness of God. That every day we are sanctified and we are regenerated in Christ. Every single day, we are now slaves to righteousness. Let her be as this. As citizens of heaven, continue to promote heaven's interests on earth. What is heaven's interests? It's justice. Justice, the mishpat, sedeka, the righteousness of God. It's all about justice. Justice is, is not God's, just God's character. It's, it's who he is. Throughout scripture we see, even in Exodus chapter 22, verse 22 to 24. It says, do not take advantage of the widow or the fatherless. If you do and they cry out to me, I will suddenly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused and I will kill you with the sword. Your wives will become widows and your children fatherless. Exodus 23 verse 6 says, Do not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. 
Psalm chapter 9, verse 9 says this, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. For who? For the oppressed. Psalm 68, verse 5 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. Psalm 82, verse 3 to 4 says, Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Zechariah 7.10 Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. So we understand here that a citizen, a citizen of heaven, an individual who is a citizen of heaven is someone who has a kingdom mentality, which is justice. And the question is, have you transferred your citizenship to the kingdom of God? Are you promoting heaven's interests? And if you are, the question is, how are you promoting heaven's interests here on earth? Are you representing Jesus Christ well? Are you living for your own will or for his will? Let us not forget what the Lord tells us in Matthew 6. In verse 10, he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. And in verse 33, he says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And our last sub-point, letter C, is this. As citizens of heaven, live lives worthy of your heavenly citizenship of your heavenly status live lives worthy of your heavenly citizenship status whatever you do whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the lord and not for men colossians 3:23 Whatever you do, whatever you do, work with all your heart. Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Let us not forget that God has called us to live lives worthy of our heavenly citizenship and our status. So to go over the message today, the title, Imitate Me, Paul says, Imitate Me as I Imitate Christ. Point number one, live as you have already attained, for in Christ you have received everything. No more, no less, for Christ is my everything. Number two, live as you are worthy of being followed. Are you an individual worth? Worthy of being followed. And number three, live as your heavenly status states. Live as your heavenly status states. Within that, as citizens of heaven, count yourselves dead to sin. As citizens of heaven, continue to promote heaven's interests on earth. As citizens of heaven, live lives worthy of your heavenly citizenship. 
Let us imitate Paul. As Paul imitated Christ. But for us, what's our reason and our excuse? The church, the community of Philippi, they did not have the Bible. For they had Paul. The revelation that God gave to Paul. For us, what excuse do we have? We have the word of God itself on our very hands. We have more than one Bible, more than five Bibles, more than ten Bibles sitting in our bookshelves. What is our excuse? Let us follow Christ. Let us imitate Christ. Ultimately, when Paul says, imitate me, he's reminding us, imitate Christ. We have the full revelation of God's word, of who he is, his very presence in his word. Let us seek after his face during this pandemic. Let's take root in God's word. Let our foundation be found in God's word and in his presence. And let's seek after him today. If you could please close your eyes with me. And let's just take this moment to reflect upon today's message and today's word. Imitate me. Imitate me. Number one, live as you have already attained. Number two, live as you are worthy of being followed. Number three, live as your heavenly status states. As citizens of heaven, count yourselves dead to sin. As citizens of heaven, count, continue to promote heaven's interests on earth. As citizens of heaven, live lives worthy of your heavenly status. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they'll be like his glorious body. Amen. Amen. Take a moment to reflect on the message, to reflect upon the word, upon the scripture, upon the points. Let us imitate Christ. Let us live as Paul lived, faithfully, as he imitated Christ. Let's follow his example. Reminded of who he is, of who our Lord is, 
of who our King is. His name is Jesus Christ. So God, we come before you today with humble hearts and humble attitudes. God, we are reminded today of imitating you. That God, that we're not here to promote ourselves or my own interests, but Lord God, I'm here to promote heaven's interests. I'm reminded today of where my citizenship lies. My certificate of citizenship does not lie in any particular nation. But Lord, it lies within you, in the kingdom of God, in heaven with you, Lord. Lord, teach me your ways that I may walk in your truth. Help me to be faithful in where you have called me to be. Lord, let us live, live as we have already attained. Let us live as someone who is worthy of being followed. Let us live as our heavenly status states. Let us count ourselves dead to sin. Let us continue to promote heaven's interests here on earth, your justice, O oh God. And let us live lives worthy of our heavenly citizenship, of our heavenly status. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We give all glory to you. Lord, take all the glory for yourself, for you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Continue to strengthen those who are at home and for the workers who are working night and day. God, to continue to keep us safe. I pray, God, that you just continue to strengthen the workers who are working in the hospitals, that you keep them safe, oh God. I pray, God, that you just continue to protect our family and our loved ones. Watch over us today, for we need you during this season and during this time. Lord, we need you, Lord. We need you more than before, more than yesterday. We love you, and we are desperate for you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this time together. We give all glory to you. Pray all these things in your precious son. Just question my pray, and God's people pray. Amen and amen.